And thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Hashtag Be The Good In Your Hood. It's a podcast dedicated to sharing the essential change that can occur in your place, in your neighborhood, and in your life through simple acts of hospitality. We are your hosts, Dave and Jen Colley. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Be The Good In Your Hood podcast. Dave, I'm really excited about this episode because officially it's the first time that we've had someone besides the two of us here to discuss a really important question. What good has come in your neighborhood from practicing hospitality? And so, Dave, why don't you tell us who has joined us at the table today? Yeah, this is the first time. So welcome. You're the first guest ever on the hashtag Be The Good podcast. And uh, today we have Trent Creason. Uh, he is campus minister um, at a university in central Kentucky called Campbellsville University. Uh, he grew up in this town and has left and come back and has worn a lot of hats over the years. And one of the hats he wears right now, other than that, is he's a father and a husband. He's also vice president of Hospitality Matters. And uh, we are grateful for his influence um, on people around the country. So, Trent, welcome. We're glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. I didn't know I was the first official guest, actually. This is huge. I feel very special. So, Trent, Dave's shared with us just a little bit about who you are, but we'd love to hear your perspective on yourself um, and answer the question, who are you in your neighborhood? What role do you play in your own neighborhood? Right. Uh, I think it's dangerous to describe myself, but I think you did a good job. I have ha- had a lot of hats uh, working in this place. There are a lot of roles and a lot of things you fulfill. But in our neighborhood specifically, we recently moved to a new house in a new neighborhood. And I was trying to think about that question a little bit. And the first two things that came to mind were uh, the inviter and the initiator. I tend to come up with ideas and then and then throw it out there and make the move. But I think later on when we do things together, uh, I also tend to be the executor, the one that there comes a point and make it a plan and then you have to make it happen. And I tend to end up being the person that pushes the idea on through. And so in our neighborhood right now, uh, we're learning a lot of new things, a lot of new people, kind of learning the vibe and the culture of what it is. And I think that takes even an extra case or dose of intentionality and initiation uh, to kind of go out there. So uh, we've really kind of been a lot in that sphere of the initiating, making first contact, then inviting, that sort of thing. I wish I could have had like a whiteboard just now to write all the words that begin with the letter I that you were saying. Ideas, initiate, invite. You said the word execute, but I kind of turned it into implement just so we could keep going with that theme. But that's incredible. So, you know, this this concept of having an idea, inviting people along with it, initiating things and implementing them, that, that describes you well, Trent. I see that happening. That's the pastor in me. That's the preacher. Thanks for introducing yourself. We're just going to head on into the big question. Now that we know a little bit about what you're doing in your neighborhood, what good have you seen come from the practice of hospitality? It doesn't have to be just in the neighborhood you currently live in, but we'd love to hear stories about that as well. Um, but in neighborhoods that you've existed in before, what good have you seen? Yeah, so maybe start with some neighborhoods in the past. Uh, and we've kind of been in a variety 
My wife and I lived on campus for many years. She was a resident director. Uh, being hospitable in that situation looks a little different. And because of the age demographic, everybody's kind of in the same sphere. But just being an open door uh, to students that needed a place and a safe space to be and a person they could go to and trust on a lot of different levels. And so the good that we saw come out of that were the opportunities to really walk with people where they're at and in a space that they were already calling home and to help them actually feel at home. And that looked, that came in a lot of different uh, variations uh, from inviting them over for something as simple as cookies to enlisting them to be babysitters of our kids uh, to really just facilitating actual life, having a bonfire outside that we're already doing with our family, but just making it available. I remember we would even do small little things at one particular dorm we were in uh, where you'd leave the, the main door open and it was a glass storm door. You could look inside and not feel closed off. Uh, it was kind of a, not a glass house, but at least you could see into our house and there was at least that nonverbal invitation. Uh, but then uh, in the last few years, before we moved to the neighborhood we're in now, we had a really great opportunity to invest in our neighborhood that was right next to the church that I was working at and on staff for. And for me, that was a really sweet moment because I got to be in a different role than I had before as a minister there to reach out and live with those people instead of always just trying to invite them to a space or a place as in the church. And so we saw some really good uh, relationships and, and things that happened even outside of that. It was really kind of weird. We kind of got known as a really fun neighborhood. And it was simply because Sarah and I decided, hey, we're going to do something once a month. We were coming right out of COVID. So everybody was kind of nervous, but still hungry for contact and to be together. And we started just doing simple things like a barbecue or we really focused on kids. There's a lot of kids and we have kids. So doing water slides or neighborhood balloon, water balloon fight, those sort of things throughout the summer. And it was really fun just to see those connections. And the good that came from it was that uh, it allowed us opportunity to be involved in people's lives beyond just a, a moment of hanging out and enjoying life together, but becoming people they could trust or that we could reach out to if we needed help or if they needed help. Ultimately, as a minister there, it strengthened that ministry, you know, tenfold. It was where I'm a minister with you and not just a minister inviting you to something. And so there's a lot of good that came out of that, I think, over three years. Um, we've only been in our current house since July of this year, and I think the good that I've seen so far is just activity, how easy it is for me. Uh, you know, we, we try to, again, do those small little initiation things as far as, hey, let's go take cookies, introduce ourselves. Uh, starting in January, we started making a monthly goal. Our, we called it our neighbor goal, something we're going to do within our neighborhood. And there are a lot of reasons not to be intentional at home. It'd be easy just to come home and hang out uh, to watch Netflix or just to get the kids to bed at a reasonable time. So for us to actually be intentional, we really actually have to make goals. And for me, one of the good things that I've seen is just how easy and how fruitful it is so quickly. I think people get really overwhelmed and think that it does take time and relationships take time, but there's more fruit faster than you realize if you're just intentional with some small things like taking the initiative to go say hey or to hang out and one of those is our new neighbors that moved in a few months ago um, my kids have really connected with their kids but that all started by just taking cookies and, and saying hey uh, the good that comes out of that are connections and relationships that not only will help you in moments of need but ultimately help us grow as people and produce places that uh, are useful for not only the community at large, but in my brain, in my mind and heart for God's kingdom in a real powerful, real way. I think that idea of opportunity is, is really kind of broadening of, of what the practice of hospitality does for 
like you said, not just for your family or your neighborhood, but but for a community at large, like to see hospitality as an opportunity, um, whether that means that you have people you're connected with and growing with, but also places that you can you can move toward together, which is really kind of a cool picture. I think one of the things I really latched onto is that open door picture. Um, not just that people see in, but that the doors open for opportunities to grow. And so, wow, what amazing good um, could come from that because it says it doesn't end. It just says that there's more opportunity to build on. So thanks for sharing. That's that's really cool. Yeah, a couple of things that I, I heard as we were talking. One, you said the word intentional a lot. For you, it seems it's the intentionality part is so present in each of those places you've lived. Um, and I guess my question to you is, what what drove you or what what makes you be intentional? Where did that come from? What what spurred that? Where did that sprout from in your life? Yeah, I think the the basic and most simple spiritual answer is it's my heart has been fostered by the Lord to love people. And love isn't just a haphazard thing. It's a very intentional aspect of your life. And when it's the tangible nature of it, it's very intentional. You know, the intentionality of encouraging somebody with your words or being patient with somebody or showing them grace or having them in your home. But I think the Lord used my family to foster that a lot. As a young man, to be able to see, while you may be gifted or have the space or the resources, it's really up to you if you're going to utilize those or make use of what is in front of you or not. And I think that taught me really early on uh, just to be intentional with the moments that I have. And I just have a really strong desire uh, to make the most of, of where we're at. And for me, it kind of has boiled down to what's the mission. You know, even people talk about your job or where you're going to live or whatever, your vocation. And I think for me, my mission has always been priority over these other things, these other labels that we put. And for Sarah and I, our mission is to express God's love in, in tangible ways. And I think one of the greatest ways you see that is in the context of relationships, in the context of community. Um, it's the very nature of the church of how that works. And hospitality is is core to, to how that's executed, I think, in our lives. For somewhere, I think through a lot of spaces that really just took root with me. And, and it burns inside of me. If, if I'm, I'm very aware of when I'm lacking in that or I'm, you know, this week was spring break for our university students. And so, you know, my question automatically, how do I use, how do I leverage this time to still be on this mission that I'm about instead of just being lazy with it or uh, just relegating it to time that'll pass and I'll, I'll catch up next week. And so, yeah, we got, you know, we invited a team over you know, a sports team over for dinner. You know, we got to go to some of the basketball games and support those students where normally I wouldn't be able to do that. And I love that because, uh, you know, even out of that, more ideas came. You know, so my wife and I have been inviting specific, just whole teams to our house to have meals on campus. But what we're going to do now, I'm going to invite a couple of our neighbors. The next time we have a team, I'm going to invite a couple of our neighbors to come at the same time. Um, because we have several neighbors that work at the university. So I think it'll be a really cool way to marry those two worlds and allow us as neighbors to connect, but also to continue to hold each other accountable to be on mission to minister to these students in a space that's not just on campus, but in our homes. So I'm excited to see how that happens. I was had a question in my mind of, you know, how has doing this, like you said, it's, it's afforded you opportunity to journey with people. Um, and I think you answered it even in just that comment of you took opportunity to invite them, but now you are journeying further in connecting them with other people who then also 
provide kind of this web of people who can walk in relationship, who, you know, when something's coming up, either to celebrate, you know, to go to a game, cheer them on, or, um, you know, I'm sure in your experience with students, there's a lot of life difficulty, you know, whether it's a family loss or, um, you know, an opportunity that they thought was going to happen and it doesn't, and you're dealing with disappointment and change of plans, um, to be the person that helps go through that experience with them. And so I don't know if there's any particular stories you have, like I said, I feel like you kind of answered that in a cool sort of way, but um, are there any opportunities that have come from you doing this that's let you journey with people in a way you didn't expect? Ooh, that's a good question. It definitely fleshes out into more journey. And I, uh, the question about the expectation, I don't know if I put an expectation on it or not, but it has been really cool just to, it's, it's just a bridge. Any, you know, take the meal, for example, when, and what I love about this is that there's, I think there's two ways sometimes with hospitality, you're inviting people in, but also when you go on their own turf too, like you can express hospitality and not be in your home. Uh, you can even be in a strange place and create and make hospitality happen by the presence of who you are and welcoming people into your life. Uh, but what I've seen from the mills is that uh, it's almost relational merit. You know, there's less time that's required when they see me on campus they connect now that now I'm not initiating like they're saying, Hey, or they, you know, I had, you know, two of the guys came up to me the other day. I was just sitting at a meal and just thanked us again, you know, for having them over. And so I think that's sometimes you don't expect how that's going to happen, but also it's, it's hard to see where it'll have fruit. I've seen a lot of opportunities where students have become open later on when they do have a situation like now, now it's not just about a, I'm a minister that works in an office you as a person have become a safe space that if I need advice or what do I do, you know, um, where do I go from here? This time of year, there are a lot of seniors that are about to graduate. I'm very intentional in the last part of the semester to connect with seniors and really try to meet them on a regular basis. Um, but out of, out of those initial things, like maybe a meal or some connecting point, now they're asking me a lot harder questions like, what do I do? Or if they're a ministry student, you know, they've had all these classes, but they still didn't go in depth sometimes about certain things like, should I get ordained or how do I even do that? Or now where do I go? Even though there's a lot of talk about the transition and going into life, sometimes there's not a lot of tangible nuts and bolts and, and they feel it at this point. So I think sometimes you're just surprised by uh, the questions you will get even when you haven't had this huge long journey with them. Um, but that, that's some of the stuff that came to my mind. I don't know if I answered your question real well there or not. That was That was great, yeah. I think maybe there is a um, a good that we're seeing come from these opportunities, um, whether it's to offer counsel or direction, further connection. I mean, you've you've really kind of fleshed out just you know what that journey would look like. Well, as we as we wrap up, we want to kind of just pinpoint a couple things as we leave for our listeners to make sure that they they kind of walk away with one thing. Or and I guess my challenge from what Trent has said is one: be intentional. And find those ways that are just those little things that help you connect to somebody else. This is a practice. This is something that we're, none of us are good at. But the more that we do it, the more opportunity we have to grow and to be a stronger, healthier community. So this week, go out, look for ways to be intentional and be the good in your hood. See you next week. <laughs>